All right, you can go first, Belmars. Okay, so being raised in a black church is kind of interesting, specifically Second Baptist, because I remember I was actually a few years ago, my grandfather had to go preach and he came down to Houston. Mm -hmm. So this guy was afraid of him because if you ever see my grandfather, he kind of looks low key like Osama bin Laden, (laughs) grandpa, he said it himself. So the next sermon, he's saying you shouldn't judge by looks because he's trying to go after direction from this one guy because we stopped. And he said, yeah, I guess this man was afraid because I'm the closest thing to Osama bin Laden he ever seen in his life. And he just, and after the sermon, this nice old black lady just dragged me away and she took me for breakfast, was a really nice. And I'm just thinking back at my grandfather. He's hilarious dude because he's a light-skinned, black man mm-hmm. and he was b- between these two deacons and he looked to his left and looked to his right like wow between these two deacons I now know what an Oreo cookie feels like uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay Sarah okay pastor <laughs> all right <laughs> okay past the green I'm thinking and it's great because I feel low-key like royalty you passed the greens grandbaby I'm thinking yes I am there you go girl nothing better than having people go oh here you go girl (laughs) i wouldn't know because i was raised catholic um my interesting church story is that um i've been singing in choir since i was about eight or nine years old this is actually kind of bad though like this story (laughs) is interesting but also kind of bad so i think i was about like 13 years old or something and the way my church was set up, we had like a stand um, mm-hmm. that the singers would stand on that was like facing all the congregation and it was right next to the altar. Right. And so like I had done the closing song and I was still standing up there when this man came up, like this white man, I don't know, like just a random white man had come up and I was like wearing like a coat cause it was like cold in the church or whatever. They were trying to freeze us to death. <laughs> and he came up and like do you know when like elder people will ask you like like what grade you're in or like what um like when you're gonna he asked me like oh when are you gonna graduate high school and at the time I was 13 years old and this is an elder white man and so but you know when people like elder people will ask you that especially elder men and you'll be like that's suspicious like there's just a certain like way that they look at you or like a certain way that they ask it to where you're just kind of like why are you asking me that that was how I felt and I know I looked at that man like what does that matter I said I'm 13 like I haven't even gotten to high school yet like I don't know why you're asking me that but anyway yeah so I was just kind of like mm he lucky my daddy wasn't there because listen it don't matter if the house it was the house of the lord he would have beat his ass <laughs> sinning in the house of the lord sinning in the house of the lord anyway um let's all get into a piece of place of zen hold on y'all let's just let's just i'm just just gonna do my little yes feel it feel the zen now breathe in and exhale so we can talk about how organized religion ain't shit
Nikki Alley. I am Bill Mars. Um, and today is Good Friday for all of you people who celebrate Catholicism slash Christianity. If you don't and you're like, what does that mean? Don't be fooled by the name. Good Friday is the name of the day in which Jesus dies. Yay! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! And then on Easter, he's gonna raise from the dead. And so we said, "Oh, today would be a great day to talk about, you know, religion because why not? It's Jesus's death day. What better?" Oh, way- recently, in Hindu religion, I remember Holly. Yeah, I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's the Hindu festival, festival of love, festival of colors, and the festival of spring that just came around. So you notice people like in the colors all over their face, Hindu holiday. That's right. Yes, right. And in order to celebrate all these wonderful days, I, a former Catholic, am drinking a modified version of the blood of Christ. Amen. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! I'm drinking the reverse of wine. It's up. It's water. Get it? That's right. What Jesus turned into wine. Hallelujah. (laughs) So I think it's probably best to start because I'm thinking the biggest thing that was on my mind, especially this week, was Little Nas's next Montero, Call Me By Your Name. That's right. And before we get into all that controversy, I just want to say it's a good song. Like, let's just let's land on that, people, regardless of how you feel about the video. It's a good song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and the music video is actually pretty good, and you get, I um, mean, he got pelted like butt plugs. Um, he was under, and then alien stuff, and he twerks on the devil, um, and he was good doing it. That's right, the whole entire time. That pull ride down into hell, great, <laughs> visually amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like uh, there have been a lot of as there per usual when anything that goes against you straight laced Christian devout people devout quote unquote people are like OMG not twerking on the devil you said that man descended down into hell and is gay and is twerking on the devil and you're not here for it even though he killed the devil in the I don't understand which he did you a favor you're welcome like I don't don't get it thinking it's hilarious because a lot of people especially like uh evangelical Christians said oh you gays are going to hell so I'm thinking he took back that narrative he pole dances onto Dell hell and then he snapped the devil's neck and thinking isn't that what you want that gay is in hell he's reclaiming hell I mean right now hell's looking pretty lit that's what I'm saying like there's people twerking in hell there's a pole that that seems there's a stairway to heaven and then a pole ride to hell which seems way easier in my opinion like just to pole dance your damn ass down to hell like great um instead of walking all the damn stairs to heaven like I just but regardless y'all got y'all fixed your little troll fingers and got on the internet in the interwebs and you told I don't even want to read any of the tweets because who cares about y'all? But basically you were like, this is unsanitary for children. Um, I can't this believe you would Satan worship. I'm thinking just say you're homophobic and just move along. Yeah, like just go like bitch, damn. Like you act like this is the first time. 
let me let me let me make something clear to y'all okay you act like this is the first time that anybody's ever like devil worshipped on media there's a whole fucking show named lucifer in which y'all are imagining that you're fucking the devil okay because he's a hot white man all right helping a white lady solve crimes and you don't have any problem with that like <laughs> yeah and technically lucifer the idea of lucifer being a fallen angel is actually bible fan fiction because yeah. that's from the book of enoch Mm-hmm. um and, and technically that's not canon to the bible they took it out but it was so popular that we just kind of incorporated it in there fun fact i got to study theology of catholicism my freshman year when i went to saint thomas university university of saint thomas so yeah i i have like three types of christian bibles like like an action teen bible catholic bible and the king james bible but the king james bible is more of a family one and then like a kitty bible i haven't opened that one in a long ass time yeah i used to have a, a teen but do i still have it it's not on my bookshelf <laughs> i'm a sinner um <laughs> but y'all really did get on this the interwebs and act like because this child twerked on the devil that you were having a whole heart attack and that your children could no longer listen to Lil nas x and to that i say that boy this is not the first time that boy has talked about uh quad like something that is not appropriate for children he told y'all as much in a tweet he was like hello little uh old town road is about lean okay yeah, you it's about lean it's about adultery and we play that for kids and i'm thinking when we were kids we listened to the macarena which is about a woman cheating on her boyfriend mm-hmm. and then pony in a lot of like sexually charged songs. That's right. So I'm thinking, God damn, like I love Britney Spears growing up because my sister Stewie, hardcore Britney Spears stan. I love that she loves Britney Spears and not Michael Jackson, but that's another like, <laughs> that's another <laughs> argument for another day. But yes, like y'all, y'all act like this is the first time you, please, please. Y'all are probably playing worse songs for your kids. Don't act like you're not playing Megan the Stallion's body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Okay. Oh, they not? Because I'm thinking, oh, sexuality and stuff like that. I'm thinking, what about the kids? What about women? I'm thinking y'all didn't give a shit about kids and women. I mean, there's a lot more uh, damaging things that kids are out there, like kids being shot at. We don't talk about it. Oh, what about women in sports and the transgender bill? I'm thinking they're more like conservative. No, I wouldn't say just conservative because there are some Democratic politicians that go out, rape young girls. I'm thinking it's statutory. If she's not 18, it's statutory. That's right. But y'all worrying about this boy riding down to hell. (laughs) Where you told him to go. Like, I'm that man, I'm that meme with a black man doing his head like this and all the question marks. That's what I am because I'm confused. Like, listen, for the Christians out there, the ones who claim to be the most devout and read all the Bible, I point you to Matthew, okay? Matthew chapter six and chapter seven, in which he states, let me read it to you, hoes. Let me read it to you, bitches. It states... <clears throat> be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven, which means, ho, <laughs> it means you need to keep your bigotry to yourself, okay? Like God doesn't want to hear it, okay? 
also he says vengeance is his so let him do it but like <laughs> that don't even apply here because it's just a boy being ex artistically expressive like and then second of all matthew 7 let me read that to you hoes because you apparently like to forget these things when it's convenient <laughs> for you um do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you which in layman's terms if you all apparently don't have brains anymore means shut up <laughs> <laughs> if you barney terms if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it the end like, I don't, like, what more do you want? Like, just, if you don't like something, you don't have to watch it. You also don't have to get on the internet and tell everybody that you don't like it, okay? Like, we don't, I promise you, we don't care. Nas is clapping back at you because he's bored. He's a little troll. Like, he grew up on the internet. He's yeah. a barb. Like, he loves to clap back at people. He's not, I don't actually think he's that bothered by the fact that y'all are uh, irritated at his song. Yeah, because there's some stands that will defend him. I mean, it is sad, but hopefully it does change the narrative, especially someone like him who's black, gay, and, well, he's a Gen, older one in Gen Z. He's, like, borderline. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm thinking, because he's kind of taking a narrative, you know, being in country, being in hip-hop, and being openly himself, and I'm thinking, I stand that. Mm -hmm. you're just kind of giving it power so thinking those preachers thinking oh i'm gonna go to my palpit and preach about the dangers of the satan shoe i'm thinking y'all complain about blood sacrifice in a shoe but you're not talking about the fact that fucking nike uses sweatshops and children to make those shoes exactly like that's what y'all that's what y'all focus on why don't y'all focus on the fact that priests are out here raping children how about you how about you talk about that oh no is that a touchy subject for you mm. yes and the fact is like even kanye west used like demon imagery but they have no problem like joel olstein had kanye west play at that church so it's like it's kind of like selective outrage so i mean you guys like to weaponize oh think about women think about the children think about like what good image for the black community are we putting out there i'm thinking fuck didn't care about the gay community or the black community and all this stuff you just kind of i mean as take their words pushing an agenda exactly and child we're not here for it go we're here for the gay agenda. That's what we're here for. The gay agenda. <laughs> I'm cool with the gay feminist agenda. That's right. That's what I'm here for. I don't care about you old nasty white men's agenda. <laughs> okay. Your agenda has reigned supreme for far too long. No more, I say. <laughs> no more. Um, so little Nas X, keep doing what you do. That's right, bro. Sell your Satan shoes. And I want to see Kirk Franklin on the remix. <laughs> I want to see him. He threatened it the other day and I said, ooh, child, yes. I want to yes. see it. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Nicki Minaj so they'll call, go full circle because he got into rapping because of Nicki Minaj. That's right. And his little name was not, I think he, Nicki Minaj on Reddit. Or is it Nas Minaj? I forgot which one of those. So. I think it's Nasmanas. Yeah. But yes, Montero, you do what you have to do. And to quote the book of Montero, because I recently, y'all should check out his Twitter. He has a whole, a whole fake <laughs> Bible. It says, I want to sell what you're buying. I want to feel on your ass in Hawaii. Amen. Amen. 
that's the church is what's happening. So in the spirit of Good Friday, we can probably kind of talk about our how we navigate uh, mainstream religion because I both Nikki Allen and I have been raised in different type of Christians. I mean, she was raised Catholic. Right. I was raised in Second Baptist. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're no longer practicing in the faiths. I mean, so I guess we kind of came to that point differently. So which one would start? I mean, I guess we could kind of talk about like, I guess we could start like by saying like kind of what, so you were raised second Baptist, I was raised Catholic and like kind of that breaking point to which we were both like where we came to and we were like, oh yeah, I don't think this is for me anymore. So like, yes. where, what was that for you? Like what, what happened? Well, breaking point, cause you know, I think it was around the time my mother died. I mean, you start questioning things, you're flipping through the Bible. And, you know, I was wandered on some atheist sites. Like one of the sites was like, why won't God cure amputees? And then Bill Mayer, I mean, Bill Mayer's an asshole, but I also watched his uh, movie Religious, which kind of talks about how, you know, a lot of like tenets of Christianity borrow from like other religions. Yes. But, and even before that, I remember this one uh, Vietnamese kid in high school, he was atheist and he was the only one in the class. And I just thought how intolerant a lot of these quote unquote Christians was. And then even earlier than that, cause I remember I had a friend, mm-hmm. we had this friend who was a Satanist and she was really nice. Yeah. But a lot of people around them who was like so-called Christians were like asses to them. So I'm thinking you supposed to be about love and open up and thinking should we not judge them but they were still asses and we went to school in the south and of course I always got those kid um comic books that say you know uh um the di- the carbon tracing is wrong in like mm-hmm. the dinosaur books and that Harry Potter will send you to hell so would Pokemon oh. send you to hell which is which is weird like why did they hate pokemon so much damn (laughs) i think they hate they hate what they don't understand because remember like before in their generation more people were more interested in like rock and roll than the than picking up a bible so more kids and thinking let's go watch an episode of pokemon then go to church and thinking it's the sign of the devil Mm. and it really it's not it's not man you're just kind of out of touch so I just kind of grew away and with my father he's not really super religious but he's pretty but when we do go around family we have to be respectful so when I visit my family in the Caribbean uh we go to church I go to church out of respect and especially if I visit my grandfather I go to church out of respect but personally I wouldn't have to like my siblings are not really religious my niece being that she goes to school my niece Munchie, because she goes to school in Louisiana, most of the good schools are either charter schools or Catholic schools. So um, she tried to uh, poison my sister Stewie with holy water and put it in her drink. <laughs> hilarious. So I just, for me, I kind of just grew away from it. And then when I was like freshman in college, I was kind of like a hardcore, like uh, every religion, stupid, uh, hardcore atheist. Mm-hmm. I mean, then I realized, okay, I shouldn't be an ass towards other religions because, you know, everyone does have different beliefs. So now I'm a little bit more agnostic. Something upsetting. And I have like friends who are Buddhist and, catholic and 
other agnostics and different like ranges of religions. So I'm just thinking more about their religions, like, oh, some religions can't eat pork. Some people do it out of modesty. And I'm thinking as much as Christianity pisses me off, most of Christ- the action of Christians, I mean, there is truth in scripture mm-hmm. um, that I understand that a lot of the scripture is understanding that is of the time. Because at the time, men were expected to grow their hair long and women were not supposed to, and women were supposed to wear a headdress. So I'm thinking that's interesting. Christianity, you're supposed to wear a headdress because we only associate that with like Islam. But I'm thinking a lot of overlap because anytime you look up the Virgin Mary, her hair is covered. So I'm thinking, okay, that's interesting. Modesty is like pretty much drilled into a lot of the major religions that there are. So Jehovah's Witnesses, um, which is not like a major world religion, but it's still quite popular. Islam, Catholicism, there are plenty, I know like, sects of christianity i know a lot of like i used to see at church when i used to go regularly like a lot of women who would wear like these like veil type things over their like hair and it's just kind of like and i didn't get to see that often but it was kind of interesting that like i mean that's not required now but you're still doing it so like yeah modesty is not just like a an islam thing like there are you know there are parts of it kind of in hinduism like there are parts of it in in um other like christian sects and stuff like that so yeah that is kind of interesting um to think about uh that like people associate one thing just because it's kind of a require like a dogma of that religion but it's it was also at one point a dogma of another religion it's just like the other religion kind of grew out of it almost in a way and this one didn't. Yeah, so, and it's like different like sect because some people, I know a lot of Muslims don't cover their hair. Mm-hmm. And I know in Christianity, like especially in Catholicism with nuns, they cover their hair. Right. So I thought that was interesting in that even in some regions, like in Europe, like in Eastern European countries, women cover their hair out of modesty and they're like hella Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of the major world religions have a lot of things in common it's just like one or two dogmas are just slightly different right right? and if you don't know sorry guys if you hear me munching (laughs) quick commercial break um if you hear me munching it's from a food truck here in houston called the 627 if you're interested i'll put the description in the box for the episode (laughs) um but dogmas are pretty much a set of beliefs that um, a, um, and it's not necessarily towards religion, but it's a set of beliefs that are very strict. So like you always follow these beliefs no matter what. And that's what a dogma is like in paraphrase from the Merriam-Webster dictionary. So um, yeah, like dogmas are just slightly different in religions, but it's, and it's kind of interesting because you hear like a lot of the times that people who are Muslim and people who are Catholic or Christian will butt heads a lot because it's like this one doesn't agree with the oppressive style of Muslims and Muslims don't agree with like the way that like Christians are also like oppressively like kind of taking over the world in like a sense but it's just like the reason uh, it's so interesting to me psychologically like the reason y'all don't get along is probably because you're way too similar yeah like that that happens with a lot of relationships like people who are similar like butt heads a lot because it's just kind of like you know you haven't come to terms with those things about yourself that you um maybe don't like so islam and like christianity are a, are a lot more similar than people give them credit for i feel 
um they're not that different honestly i think christianity is just more prevailing in that it was pretty much a religion that was like what that white people like spread across the entire and that's why it's one of the most practiced religions in the world in fact almost half the world practices some form of christianity so mm -hmm. you know like that's that's the only that's, yeah and another thing about christianity that was interesting because you know there are like certain parts of like North Africa and the Middle East that have practiced Christianity way before the white man learned who Jesus was mm -hmm. and translated that and that every different religion kind of has like their different sect of Christianity. Mm -hmm. So, which is also interesting too. And one thing I didn't realize about Islam, it does talk about the issue of racism, that thing you should probably treat everyone equally. And that's not something we talk about in like Christianity because we like to ignore the issue of race and while I was researching it would have been for this episode because we're talking I listened to this one podcast with called For Harriet with a scholar uh Jamar Tisby and he was talking about how and you know and white and evangelical Christianity in the U.S. is kind of mm -hmm. embedded with like racism, sexism, mm -hmm. all these isms. Mm -hmm. And the point is to kind of give rise to this conservative voting block because you think of Woodrow Wilson. Well, I think his brother was a Presbyterian minister mm -hmm. who, you know, because they got together in one like in the 1800s and a long time ago in America. And they were saying, okay, we need to discuss the issue of like, uh slavery are we yay slavery nay slavery mm -hmm. i mean of course the north was like nay slavery it's bad and the sort of like yay slavery but then after you know the confederacy fall thinking okay maybe they gave white people an opportunity for a reason so mm -hmm. you know the kind of woodrow wilson the wonderful president who nationalizes segregation and jim crow laws yeah. also there was a plague the Spanish flu that's going between America and he ignored it, kind of like another president we have. <laughs> so history kind of repeats itself, except he got two terms in office. So we kind of learned from our mistakes. <laughs> Just a taste. Um, yeah. Um, and that's why, like. <clears throat> the 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 thing for presidency is you have to be a white man if you're not a white man you have to be a christian like they're so like fixated on this like idea of like practicing some sort of religion like they'll try to make it seem like if you're religious is good but like don't act like you're gonna be okay if a muslim is in office like you see what i'm saying yeah. like that's in our yeah. country at least like that's kind of like the 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 blueprint for a good president. Yeah, because like, the kind of Christianist, Americanist, it's kind of like baked. And I guess the quilt that is America. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking if you're a man, you're white, you're Christian, you're golden. Because, you know, that's kind of like for, well, how a lot of people felt from the founding, or at least kind of like the rebirth of a nation. And, you know, with the KKK and everyone. So, and, and also, I remember this crazy story. So bringing race in a black church and a white church is kind of different. Well, I guess kind of like, how did you grow out of Catholicism? Um, so my parents were both raised 
in um louisiana some a small ass town in louisiana and so the best school like you were saying earlier about munchie the best school that they had was a catholic school in fact i'm pretty sure the only schools they had were catholic schools up until they got to high school and so they were pretty much indoctrinated with catholicism their entire life so they don't know any other way to be and so of course they ray when you when you're in the catholic church one of the things that you promise to do after you're confirmed, which is like one of the sacraments that you have to do mm-hmm. um, when you like when you're 15, 14, is that you will your children, you will make sure your children also are raised Catholic. It's kind of like a promise you have to make. Right. So essentially, that's what they do. They raise us all Catholic. Right. And I remember like I went through the church. I didn't have any problems. I didn't question it, right? Because you're a kid, like you don't ever, you don't really think about those sorts of things if you're not exposed to those sorts of things. Right. Um, but when I got when I got to 15 and I got to my confirmation and like we had done all these classes like beforehand where they told you like, oh, you're gonna feel like you're gonna feel different. Like you're gonna feel like the Holy Spirit because the whole purpose is like of, I'm going to kind of paraphrase the whole purpose of confirmation is that you're kind of, you're an adult in the eyes of the church. And like, you're kind of receiving your path essentially from the Holy spirit. Right. And so I was confirmed when I was 15 years old and I did it and I didn't feel anything. (laughs) (laughs) So they had been like hyping me up for like months and months and months before this happened. Cause you, you were required to take mandatory classes before you got confirmed. You had to do like this whole like process. Like you had to pick a saint name. You had to do all of these things. Mine is Cecilia, just in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) Um, But you did all of these things. And then I got there and I didn't feel any different. And so, you know, at first you're like, oh, maybe like eventually it'll happen. But it just didn't happen for me. Like I didn't feel any more connected to the church than I had before. And like at that point, like, especially when I got to college, I feel like college is really like a lot because you're off on your own, right? Right. When you get, when I got to college, like I, there was a lot of things that I started questioning, especially because, and, and if Kiwi was here, she would be able to comment on this, but I was in a choir in the college Catholic church that was there. And I saw firsthand kind of the, the way that a priest could abuse their power. Right. I won't go into too many details, but essentially like there was a a little bit of drama in the choir that I was in, in which the priest ultimately took the side of the boy that was causing the trouble instead of hearing out the girl that was actually having the trouble. And so that for me completely turned me off of ever going back to that church. And since it was the only church, Catholic church on campus, I didn't go. And it was a like, I don't think I didn't really get to experiment. Bro, y'all, my like college experience, I didn't experiment whatsoever. fucking ever. In fact, I'm so late, like I'm 26. And now I'm like, I think I'm going to experiment with a whole bunch of nice shit, like a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> like spirituality, sexuality, all of it just now, like <laughs> late in my life or whatever. Right. But like, I didn't really get to experiment, but I just kind of was like, I'm going to take a break from religion. And so but I did still go like when I would go back home for I would go to church because my parent, like I said, my parents 
almost required it, right? You know, like I couldn't just go back and live in their house and then not go to church until pretty much last year. Like I stopped going to church. Like I would leave the house on Sunday and go somewhere else. <laughs> if they ever hear this, they're going to be pissed, but I'm sorry. But like, at the, at, but like when I got to like, like 2019, 2018, like I stopped kind of, I stopped reading the, well, I really didn't read the Bible beforehand. I'm not, I wasn't that devout of a Christian y'all. Like I just like <laughs> okay like I like singing but like I I was questioning the bible I was questioning like well why is this happening I was there was a lot of questioning in me and nobody could really like give me the answers that like were satisfactory like I couldn't adhere to these dogmas any longer of the catholic church and so I was just kind of like well then I don't want to do it And so like, I started like kind of experimenting with like looking at spirituality. Like I was really interested in voodoo. Don't judge me. Um, it's not as bad as y'all think it is. Don't listen to Hollywood. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. And being with the Caribbean religions, I'm thinking a lot of them practice like voodoo or some form of voodoo because for the West Africans, but they had to hide it. And some of them, like some voodoos um, incorporate some Christian themes. Exactly. Cause they had to, again, like you said, they had to hide it. So like they would take the names of saints and like other figures in Christianity and use that in place of the actual names of the gods or like the, the spirits that they were praying to. And so I started like looking up a whole bunch of stuff about voodoo. I started looking at Wiccanism, witchcraft, paganism, which is an umbrella term for folk religions, essentially. Mm. So, you know, African traditions, um, Chinese traditions, um, things that are not basically under that large major umbrella, like things that were regional. So I started looking at all of that sort of stuff. And I would, I didn't tell anybody because again, my parents, (laughs) (laughs) not the most accepting people, but that's when I started doing tarot cards. That's when I started trying to learn like about like different spirituality and when I kind of just decided that to me God was so this is a good segue like uh, to ask you like kind of how you view God like if you believe in God like what like what version like how do you see God like you know and for me I feel like because Catholicism is a monotheistic which means one God uh religion and so for but for me I feel like to limit God is is stupid, right? I believe right. in God. And so I believe that God is both a God and a goddess in which like he can, he and she can be both at the same time. They, if you want to be specific, and it can, he can also be more than one, right. which I think I, I like because I think it incorporates other religions into it. I'm very interested in learning about other religions and kind of incorporating you know, those kinds of practices into like how I live my daily life. Right. Right. So I feel like limiting God seems stupid. Right. So like, I, I, I like the idea of God being many in one at the same time and being both genders. So what about you? How do you I mean, with God, I guess if there is a God, I think he's probably like a clockmaker. So he made the world, but then just everything's kind of like governed by its own natural laws. So I'm thinking, okay, just kind of randomize it. Done for the day. I just pop every once in a while to look at everyone thinking, oh shit. And then maybe he might just do 
Adam Ackbar like a lottery. So I'm just thinking he's kind of like a clock maker and he just made the clock that is our universe and just let everything kind of run by its own term. So he can probably be like really hands off. So that's a good way to look at it. I mean, because it answers all of people's like gripes with religion and when they're in which they're like well why does god allow cancer to happen why did god allow my sister to die or insert loved one why did god do this and you know i think a lot of the times people try to insert like satan or the devil and be like well it was the devil and it's just kind of like "Mm." but if god is all powerful then why could he just not trump the devil like you know what i'm saying like that's i think that's a good answer to people's like issues with well what is god doing up there (laughs) Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> and I guess also, I guess when we're talking about the children with little Nas X, I'm thinking how like damning and how like a lot of times Christianity runs on fear. I mean, I'm not sure how about other religions, but kind of like you're going to hell and just kind of like you grew up with this idea that God sees and hears all and knows everything. So I'm thinking, oh my God, here I am, 1516, learn how to masturbate for the first time. I'm thinking, I'm going to hell because I had an orgasm. I'm going to cry. I should punish myself. I need to read the Bible. Uh, uh. So I remember my aunt like highlighted this prayer and I prayed and I'm thinking, so I'm good. So I'm just thinking, also kind of like guilt tripping like god gave this gift to you so you have to receive it i'm thinking he died for me i'm thinking why can't i just die for me that's a good point um yeah like to to comment on like so if you don't know what preludes the easter season everyone is lent and basically lent is just when the church makes everyone feel bad about the fact <laughs> that jesus had to die because y'all are assholes that's like a paraphrased version but that's essentially it you're inundated with images of jesus basically being bloody as fuck because he got beat up and carrying a cross like all for 40 whole days like for a little more than a month like you're made to feel like shit and give something up because that's a common practice in christian churches like because jesus gave up his life for you you should give up tv <laughs> yeah and i remember reading about and when i go to the my father was a church of christ uh, he was raised in like the british tradition thinking we just go there and just pray like we're sorry for like killing your only son god hope you're cool with us we're sorry let us pray right like that's <laughs> So it is, it is centered a lot on guilt because like the, the Lenten season, it's not the longest season, but the Lenten and Easter like season. And then like to make things worse, when Jesus comes back from the dead, all of his friends, quote unquote, are like, is this real? And it's like, bro, you literally just traveled with this man for like how long? And you saw him do miracles. You saw him multiply fish and bread. And you're going to be all like, are you really Jesus? Bitch, why do you have to stick your hand in my wound? That shit hurt, Thomas. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't need you to put your hands in my fingers in my hand. Okay. I'm Jesus. That's all you need to know. But it's just kind of like, that season is so long like it just it's a it's a very long time ordinary time which is basically when we're just telling parables about how jesus did a whole bunch of great things by the way my favorite 
is um see this is why you know the white people like translated the bible wrong because like ain't no way jesus's mama was just over here being okay with that man calling her woman but anyway (laughs) my favorite that nobody talks about is when jesus flipped a table over and whipped some pharisee ass that's my favorite (laughs) because when people are like what would jesus do i'm like whip some ass (laughs) yes and my also favorite story the bible like uh, Jesus, this, I see a woman over there and she's causing me to sin. Like, okay, won't you rip your eyes out? Cause your eyes leading you to sin. That's what right. about, what about her? Rip your eyes out. If your hands are coming, you chop off your hands, chop your hand off. There you go. The handmaid's tail got that right. Son. Like, just, I'm just saying, um, but yeah, like a lot of it is based in like feeling bad about, the littlest things like I remember much like you wasn't masturbation but I was basically reading erotica at a young age I was like you know the the church is very just kind of like no 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 and it's like it's it's very it's controlling at the at the end of the day like that's that's the that's the thing like that's what they do to get people to stay and it's like it's the promise and people are just like, if I just follow these sets of rules or whatever, I'll get into heaven. And it's just kind of like, that's what kind of made me start questioning because it's like, how do you know though? Like, how do you yeah. know? Did you contact somebody up there and go, hey, you, what did you do? Did you do yeah. what? <laughs> and then on top of that, I'm thinking, what if you like, you never heard of like Jesus Christ and you're like one of those Amazonian tribes that like isolated from the government can't even speak English. You live your whole life, I guess, uh, not breaking the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And but I'm thinking, are you still going to hell because you don't know about Jesus? And what's if you're a super sinner, but on your deathbed and like I accept Jesus and thinking, would you go up to heaven if you like repent at the last minute? And like a, a lot of these things are just kind of like a lot of it is like a you can change mentality. So uh, there's a lot of, and I think that's why a lot of these. Christian trolls got on the internet to try to make Nas X feel bad about his video because it's a lot of the attempt to like like so at the end of every mass which is what we call which is what we do in Catholicism that's what we call the time that we meet um it said go out and spread the word of Jesus Christ right so some people take that really literally (laughs) (laughs) and they just kind of go out and there's like a lot of like because I can't tell you every time like I've ever been approached by somebody it's to ask if I know about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I'm I saw like I'm when I was Catholic I was like I'm Catholic I don't need you to tell me this but like now I'm just kind of like what about uh Muhammad what (laughs) what about um uh Buddha What what about the others okay what about let's talk about them but it's just kind of like there's a lot of like people feel like in order I guess they win brownie points of some sort when they can convince someone who they see as a sinner everybody outside of the church is a sinner and they can convert them and it's just kind of like brah this is sounds like a pyramid scheme like you're literally like 
you're literally basing your 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 entrance into heaven on how many people you can manage to guilt trip into the same position that you're in and it doesn't look good on you which is i think is why there's like a mass kind of exodus from the church that is happening with like you said earlier a lot of young people because we're just like well what 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 are you doing for me besides making me feel like shit constantly yeah, and interesting that a lot of like mostly a lot of people are leaving Catholicism. Like it's down by eighteen percent, but like by Protestants is nine percent. Uh, but in the South, I mean, it's still pretty high up there. And of course, with Black people, they're still pretty religious. So I'm thinking, but there are a growing number of like Black people who are really leaving religion because I'm thinking I have to talk about the hypocrisy in it as well. Because I'm thinking like, okay. Like, here's this person thinking, oh, I'm a bottle of Jesus Christ. I'm thinking, but you have sex outside of marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're like, you're against homophobia, but I'm just thinking they kind of turn a blind eye if you kind of fit inside of a box. Cause I'm thinking if it's a gay man teaching the choir or teaching other things, thinking, okay, we don't care. But I'm just thinking if it's a gay man just out and about just living his life like little Nas X. Okay. That's a sin. Yeah. So it just kind of like the hypocrisy of Christians as well, where it's like, okay, we hate homophobia, we hate single motherhood, but okay, we might draw like turn the other cheek when someone gets divorced because it's like, oh, you know, God knows where your heart is. But I'm thinking, but you eat shellfish. So if you want to follow the Old Testament, you can't eat shellfish. Uh-huh. You can't have tattoos. You can't also have mer- mer- wear uh, mixed fabric. Mm-hmm. And then let's not even talk about the pedophiles in the church because I'm thinking mm-hmm. people just kind of turn a blind eye to that and just boys will be boys. And that just frustrates me so fucking much. Right. And that's what you talk about with like white churches because I went to black churches and white churches. Um, the white churches are not too bad. Um, they they do uh i've never been to a hell house um but uh that's what they have i'll probably go into it and they also say like really fucked up shit because i remember i was like 13 at the time and we were going to uh our you know the little teen sunday school thing because it separated boys and girls so i was with the boys with my sisters and she was saying oh world war ii is a blessing because even though a lot of people died, it gave us back Israel as the Holy Land. Thinking this bitch is fucking crazy. I'm thinking, what? And this is this is like this is the issue, right? It's just kind of like, and I mean, it's just, but it's the same way because I remember when I used to take classes too, like when I was a practicing Catholic, um, and I was a teen or whatever. They a lot of they preach this sort of thing about like war is the last option. But also, like, why are you not talking about how you started whole wars? Like, cr- the Crusades? We just going to forget yeah. that happened? Like- <laughs> and then the Spanish Inquisition, because I'm thinking one thing I learned about, like, why was there so many different sects? Because I'm thinking the reason why Protestantism came up, because, mm-hmm. you know, with Martin, because a lot of people started buying their way into the Catholic Church exactly. and thinking, you know, giving monetary. And then Martin Luther thinking, this is bullshit. I'm leaving the Catholic Church. I'm starting my own church. Protestants out. Protestants. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. And I feel like, as you said earlier, like, I feel like with the Catholicism, a lot of it is just, oh, let's just sweep that shit under the rug. No, why don't you answer for the fact that, like, 
you had people buying off their sins, like to get blessings. Like, why don't you like answer to the fact that you started whole wars? Why don't you answer to the fact that like, you've had some awful priests like all over right. the country. Like, why don't you answer to the fact that like, you've had awful like popes that have just led the church into a downwards, but why don't you answer those things? But it's just right. kind of like, oh no, let's just, and it's like, no fam, that's not how that works. Why aren't you asking for forgiveness? Why don't you practice what you preach? Yes, and then that's not even talk about how many nuns are getting raped as well. Mm. Hey, girl, listen, we don't have the time to go into all that. Like, but it's just like, and it doesn't, and it's like the, it, it, and it's like, it's not, not even the extreme stuff. Cause that's a lot of the extreme stuff. It's like, why are you so archaic that you won't let women be priests? Right. Why are you so archaic that you won't let priests be men be married and also be priests? Right. Why are you so uh, just like, it? I mean, we could sit here all day. Like there's, there's too many things that like, why are you again? Like, why are you still preaching that home? Like being a homosexual is a bad thing. Like, yes. Cause I'm thinking like, oh, it's Adam and Eve. Adam, you thinking the two people who led to the original sense, the collapse of humanity, that's your model of marriage, but it's not even married. That's true. They were not married. They were having premarital sex. What now? <laughs> what do you have to say to that? <laughs> yes. And last time I checked, Jesus came from God in a woman. A man had nothing to do with that. So why should a man lead a church when not even Jesus himself came from a man? That's right. He came from a being that is sexless. As far as I'm concerned. And a mortal woman. So if anything, women should lead. That's right. Because hello, who do you think taught Jesus everything that he knows? His stepdaddy? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then also Mary was a teen, pre uh, teen mom. Cause I think she's like 15, 16, probably even 13 when she had Jesus. That's right. That's right. But y'all forget all these convenient things. Why don't you retcon the Bible and change that? Hmm. What, what, what about that? Oh my so, God. So I guess my anarchist, I'm thinking we probably need to like burn everything down and like Christianity just build it back up because I'm thinking it needs a definitely reckoning because a lot of people in America are like leaving it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I just, I feel like at the end of the day, like the thing that you need in a religion is if you're a faith or whatever it is, like you need to be able to feel like you can make mistakes and still be a good person. Like right. I should not be made to feel like I'm going to burn in the seventh ring of hell because I read a Naruto Sasuke fan fiction in which they had hot, hot sex. Like I don't, that's not, that's not fair. Like, like Lord forgive me, I didn't know I'll go to hell for going to porn heaven watching lesbians do it. That's right. Like if I knew scissoring was gonna be that, it would send me straight there. <laughs> like Jesus, <laughs> help me out here. Like just, <laughs> yes. oh my gosh. Um, That's a good question though. Like, do you feel like, a lot of major religions are irredeemable. I guess we're like kind of focusing in on Christianity, but you feel like it's irredeemable 
or like is there a way to kind of for them to kind of come back from it that you would be okay like that's acceptable well because I do know a lot of people especially I know major Muslims they really don't like you know the extremist groups that represent them Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking like a vast of them are peaceful so I'm just thinking it's probably something we have to do as a cultural shift yeah I'm thinking preachers because I know like and I'm speaking from an American point of view thinking okay why not in white churches probably mention the fact that race and black lives matter because they're afraid okay we're going to use a lot of the people who pay the churches and money so and i'm thinking also get the money out of church and actually get back to the people because i know like um in texas because i know with hurricane harvey like five mosques in houston opened their doors before joel olstein opened their doors and i'm thinking okay if it's about generous acts of kindness i'm all for that i'm thinking i support churches that do that mm-hmm. so i'm just thinking it's probably I'm thinking the anarch, the pessimistic side of me thinking we probably just need to burn it down and just build it back up on a better foundation because yeah. it was built on a foundation of like slavery and everything. And a lot of the things in the Bible, I mean, yeah, it is universal, but it is of its time. Yeah. So I'm thinking, and you know, with certain societies, things change, there's different expectations. And of course, I understand with like Catholicism, they're probably against abortion and like birth control because, you know, at that time, child mortality is probably very, very high. Yep. And I think if you want a big family, go for it. But I'm thinking if it's not high, I'm thinking we'd probably be open to it. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Um, I definitely think the Bible, like I just said, needs to be retconned because like I don't, I, I just, yeah, I definitely just think it's a, it's a thing of its time. And then like, I'm not saying like you have to sit up here and do with everything else that like Catholicism has done and like pretend it didn't exist. Like, cause we're, we were all there, bitch. Like we know it existed, but like you have an old Testament and you have a new Testament. Do you not? Okay. Now make a new, new Testament. Call it that (laughs) the new, new Testament. Like we're in Friday, the movie new, new Testament. And like, you just, the Bible is just a whole bunch of parables anyway. Like yeah. you just update the parables for f- to be universally decent to the time. Like, I don't think that we're ever going to like outlive the idea of be kind to one another or like, hey, don't steal from your neighbor or like, hey, like, don't like, you know, like the, these a lot of these parables are timeless. So take those and leave behind all of the nonsense and like make the new new testament i petition yeah i think new new testament because there are like womanist or feminist like scholars of the bible thinking okay they could be probably seen as this way mm-hmm. like okay mary magdalene wasn't just a whore she was probably a woman with a lot of property at the time men felt sour because thinking okay how dare this woman have more than me so therefore let's write her back as a whore checkmate yeah <laughs> like listen and even if she was a whore who the fuck cares get it girl even if she was like the whole town can sleep with me who cares like (laughs) that doesn't mean she deserves less right so like i just i just think that um i mean that would be i mean retcon the bible what else i mean i think that you should give everybody an apology like reparations, bitch. Like, let's talk about that. Like, hello, again, like I said earlier, you started wars. Like you literally drove 
people into different sex. Like you, you have, I mean, people, you were talking about divorce earlier and it reminded me of this time where like my mom was telling me a story about how she had a friend who got divorced because I mean, in the Catholic church, there's only a a certain time limit for annulment and you have to meet specific ass conditions. And like, she was not, she was, that was not available to her because she didn't meet those specifications, even though this marriage was bad for her. It was toxic. So right. she got a divorce and it was like the entire church essentially turned on her. They would not let her get communion, um, which is the body of Christ, if y'all don't know, and the blood of Christ, which I've run out of woefully, like I need to get <laughs> more. Um, they wouldn't let her get communion. They were talking about her. They would smile in her face and talk about her behind her back. And they basically drove her out of the church. And they did, they do that to divorcees. They do that to gay people. They do that to, um, they do that to like anybody who decides to question the church. They do that to a lot of people. So I think what, what I would like to see is you need to come out and essentially say, hey, we're sorry. Like, and you need to actually show that you're changing. Like, okay. Like, I think that the current Pope has done a little good. Cause I, cause I do remember that he did come out and say that while he does not agree with homophobia, like the Catholic church doesn't agree, he does not think, did he say he doesn't think they're going to hell? I don't. He, well, he doesn't think they're going to hell. He'll bless like civil unions mm-hmm. of gay people, but he wouldn't bless marriages. Yes. So, so like that's a step. That's a step in the right direction. But we need there needs to be more. Like you can't just and you can't just be doing this because you're trying to raise your numbers back up. You're not a business. You're supposed to be a faith. And you're right. operating like you're some like you're a businessman and you're not a businessman. Okay. So like right. I'm just saying, like, you need to get you need to show people like that they can actually trust the church. Cause at this point, you're not like you're not getting rid right. of these priests that are committing these heinous acts. You're you're still you're 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 you have these communities that like people will be a part of their whole entire lives and then they do one thing that they don't agree with and that's it and it's just kind of like we can't be all or nothing like this people like that's not how the world works like just right and probably teach more about love and i'm guessing uh well i guess especially about evangelicals probably don't preach too much about uh, prosperity gospel, which is what a lot of white churches do. Mm -hmm. I mean, with like black churches, they start like the old Testament, you know, talk about how the Hebrews suffered and went through hardships. And, you know, a lot of black slaves see themselves in that thinking just need faith in Jesus. And I understand, especially at the time where, you know, you don't have therapy and resources, that's all you had. And that's where the community was. So I'm thinking probably learn a little bit from like the black churches, the black Baptists and thinking, okay, we probably need to learn about hardships in life. Cause I think you can rely on those stories cause that's universal going through hardships. Mm-hmm. And then also the new Testament about love and probably don't be about fire and brimstone. Like you're going to hell. Cause I'm not sure how canon hell is. Um, in the Bible, because I think it wasn't really, I think mostly the modern day takes of like the Bible's taken from like Dante's Inferno, yep. which is not canon to the Bible. It's, it's a good canon. poem, but not canon to the Bible. Dante's Inferno and probably, um, uh, what is it called? Milton. Um, 
Uh, Ooh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, a Paradise Lost. Is that what I want to say? That sounds right. Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Yeah, by John Milton. Yep. That's, I think, where that's all right, where like most of, yep. Paradise Lost, which is basically a retelling of Adam and Eve. But like, yeah, like I can ne- I cannot tell you. Like uh, the devil really isn't even mentioned. Like when we go through the readings during the year, right. the devil and hell is not mentioned that often. Like honestly, it's mostly just Jesus going, "Hey, people, I'm here to tell you right from wrong." You, you don't need all of those possessions. Like just like that's it's basically like just Jesus going around places and being like. No, don't do that. Don't do that either. But do this instead. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking probably need to be built, burnt, and then build back up. Talk about and be more accepting because I know like talking with my friends from the LBGT community mm-hmm. with, you know, the fired people thinking you're going to fucking hell. And especially with my sister Stewie thinking, oh, are you co-workers? Are you lesbians? Yeah, I'm going to hell. <laughs> so I'm just thinking probably even if she was lesbian with that woman, I think you should be accepting, thinking, okay, would you like to learn about our faith and be open about it? Mm-hmm. And thinking, yes, there could be some lessons learned, like, okay, sometimes you need to sacrifice yourself. I mean, sacrifice some things, like, okay, probably not go like crazy Mormons and like sacrifice coffee and soda. But I'm just thinking apart from that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like self-control i'm thinking if you have like a mass a sex addiction i'm thinking great wait until marriage probably don't jump into the first marriage you see mm-hmm. i mean probably a little bit more open and honest about sex because i'm thinking sex the hush hush don't talk about it type thing yeah Unless you want to be a whore babylon so i'm just thinking probably cut a little bit of the guilt out and just be open and honest and just keep some of the lessons in there because some things in the Bible is actually pretty cool. I've never like biblically correct angels are actually hella frightening. Yes. Oh my gosh. Y'all one day y'all need to look up like all of our listeners just look up on Google like seraphim, uh, cherubim, like but like not like be like be like as biblically correct as possible be like seraphim and like type in like what game was it that had them was is it is it final fantasy what game has like really um because i remember in like well it could be final fantasy because i know they do a lot of like uh religious topics because i remember in like final fantasy 10 you fight a guy named sin Mm -hmm. which is kind of like the source of everything bad in the world Mm -hmm. also persona 5 when you have to fight the holy chalice that jesus drank out of and you have to shoot god in the face yeah so i'm thinking they're not asked to boom like in japan about playing with like heaven and hell because i find a lot of them like the angels are the bad guys and the demons are the good guys in japan mm-hmm. but that, that's also pretty cool because i noticed that in black butler i noticed that in uh persona 5 and a couple other media sources yeah but listen angels y'all are like oh you mean those little like fine looking people with like wings no like they have 20 wings and like 50 eyes and they're <laughs> a wheel like it's just they're like angels are so interesting like so y'all like look up seraphim cherubim like the the choir of angels like look it up like because 
the way they describe them in the Bible is like, they'll be a flame or something. Just that's it. They'll be a flame with some wings and like a bow and arrow or some shit. And you'll be like, that's not human. That's yeah, like human. angels, archangels. That's mm-hmm. the third sphere. And the first sphere is seraphim, cherubim, thrones, mm-hmm. minions of, or lordships, virtues or strongholds or power authorities. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, I guess, kind of study, if we're studying this, like Christianity, as like we study like uh, the Greek mythologies, it's actually quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, y'all look at all of the books they don't cover in church because those are way more fun. <laughs> like the Songs of Solomon, baby, is, um, or the, the Book of Solomon. I said songs. That's the name of the whatchamacallit book, uh, <laughs> Toni Morrison. I'm, I'm just kidding. Well, it, well, no, that may also be the name of the books in the possibly. Bible, possibly. And, but yeah, Solomon. Yeah. And I remember watching this documentary when I was also younger, which talked about like depictions of the Bibles always change. So like kind of like I remember when I first read like you know book of Genesis like the snake in the garden of Eden mm-hmm. thinking one version the snake is just a snake but then other illustrations of the Bible the snake is actually the devil himself mm-hmm. so I'm thinking which one isn't but you know it changed throughout the year because I know like you know because in those days there was nothing to fucking do so mm-hmm. you just go to church for entertainment that's right so they said let me tell you about a time um but yeah y'all look up the but the books and like what you know what i else i would like to see i would like to see therapy incorporated into the church because if you're gonna be a place that touts healing like you need to also be able to provide those sorts of resources um just in case like and so i think this is a good segue do you feel like for someone to be part of a religion, like they should, like they should stick by all of the dogma or they should believe in everything that is in that religion. Or is that um, more of a Um, Cause I'm thinking with that, cause I've, some people like to take a grain of salt and just like part like halfway. Cause I had a friend of mine who is Muslim because he I mean he doesn't eat pork but he also doesn't like fast and I do know he also have sex outside of marriage that's right I know so I'm thinking okay Mm -hmm. so I mean I think you don't have to because I'm thinking I also be a hypocritical Christian I mean I'm not Christian because technically I wasn't really baptized in the Baptist faith I mean at one time I wanted to because you know I saw my older two siblings did it and I think I want to be baptized I'm going to be baptized like Abraham Lincoln in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, that's like eight-year-old me at the time. Well, actually seven-year-old me. So my grandfather told the whole congregation that conversation. So everyone laughed at me. So I was a little bit embarrassed. Like, God dang it, pastor. (laughs) Yes. And we jokingly call him mouth of the South. Get it. And I know like other people who are Mormon who, you know, because, you know, historically mormons like to get married quickly and i'm just thinking with the younger generation i'm just thinking take the stuff that works and just toss it out that don't work you don't have to follow it to the t because even like some parts of the religion because i've also going back to christianity there's like some parts that like contradict themselves yep yep so and i'm not sure it's like a translation error so i'm just thinking you want me to do this or you don't want me to do this like some parts like 
uh, the book said you like and the Bible because I know in the old times especially say you need to pray in private yes but you know a lot of evangelical Christians like to pray in public like let's have a national day of prayer together I'm thinking no because I'm thinking was that because they want to like differentiate themselves like the pagans at the time thinking oh pagans play in public we'll pray in private until they realize the numbers are dwindling so they took a lot of the I guess also fun fact they took a lot of the uh pagan shit because realized like Christmas and Easter are very popular with pagans mm-hmm. and they needed some people for Christianity or it's going to die off like a cult mm-hmm. so I'm thinking you don't have to because I'm thinking if you feel like that then you just kind of like had to answer for everything your religion and I just feel like this kind of putting your anyone in a box so I don't feel like you have to like follow the religion to a T I mean if you want to if you want to live your life that that's more power to you but I'm just thinking of just putting it out for one person it's kind of exhausting yeah, I would have to agree. I my whole thing is like just don't be in one. I don't like organized <laughs> religion anymore. Like ever since like and I wouldn't I'm not going to sit up here and say like Catholicism ruined it for me. I feel like it helped, but like I feel like you know just kind of looking at the way that like people get so fanatical about I think it's like the same way I feel about when people put celebrities on a pedestal right it's like when you feel as though you're becoming fanatical about something I feel like then that's no longer a healthy thing for you and that's how I feel about organized religion because in ways because cults you know your favorite thing right you know can be considered religions right if it gets big enough and I guess gets legitimized in the mainstream become uh uh, religion because I guess the only difference between a cult and religion is that tax exempt status exactly and they could get that <laughs> if they tried hard enough and so that's what I'm saying I'm like when you become fanatical about something that's no longer a healthy space for you and so like I think you everything should be in moderation which right. I feel like makes me sound like a certain religion but I don't know which one it is right now but <laughs> I'm just saying like you things Things should be in moderation. And so I feel like if you're taking everything, especially one of these old ass religions, like the the 12 most popular, if you're taking everything in Judaism, like as to the T, I I feel like at some point you're going to compromise your own beliefs. Like that doesn't give you any room. And it also, I feel like doesn't give you any room to explore yourself. If like your whole entire identity is just steeped in the fact that you're a hardcore ass Christian and like, you don't want to be anything else. And it's just kind of like, but what if God had some other plan for you besides just to be a good Christian? Like you can be a good Christian and also be like, I don't know, a porn film director, like a, like an ethical porn film director, like, hello, you could do both. Damn. Like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, yeah. So you can probably like reconcile, like acknowledge other faiths because I'm thinking like new age preachers because I know a lot of thinking okay there's a lot of good things in Buddhism yep thinking kind of like suffering I guess leads to happiness or whatever or the the presence of desire leads to presence of suffering or something like that yes. whereas like this peace and meditation acceptance of different world religions and thinking you could probably incorporate other religion stuff into your own religion because you can learn from a lot yeah I listen I like I I'm gonna ring this this little thing again because it makes me feel good yes 
Everybody be zen. Um, but yeah, like I think I think it would benefit and it would behoove a lot of other to just be more tolerant and but also just like for people to be more willing to like explore like just because you christian don't mean you can't look into witchcraft sometimes okay like we they do interesting things over here okay like there's all i have to say like yeah and if you want to learn more about judaism or like uh islam it's great it's kind of like extend the hand exactly you get to learn more about your faith and i guess you can either a you can learn more about faith or b um probably deepen your own faith because also when I was reading the NPR article about Black people being religious, they say like during quarant- during the COVID quarantine that mm-hmm. three in 10 Americans felt deeper in their faith. Yeah, because they got to, you know, kind of, and since like people weren't really going to churches or like they were really going to online things or maybe they were just kind of like, this is like, a. I mean, a lot of people discovered a lot of things to explore during this entire year and some change that we've been in the house. And so, like, they were like, you know what I want to explore? Uh, Buddha- Buddhism. <laughs> or, like, maybe they kept watching, like, Marie uh, Marie Kondo, and they're like, what is she ta- What religion is this that she's practicing, sort of? Because I like it, you know? But that's all I'm saying is, like, I just think that people would be a lot happier if they kind of allowed themselves to explore because what is the point of life if like you just you never try anything else ever yeah it's like you went your whole life only just trying american buffets i mean you want to try chinese buffets or korean buffets there are listen i mean oh even vegan buffets i'm not big on vegan because i like me some meat but some of it's actually pretty damn good yeah like listen kiwi will tell you but that's what i'm saying they're according to this uh this article it's from 2006 so this number is probably way bigger now but in 2006 (laughs) there were 4300 religions look at all that shit you have to choose from like i'm just saying like you you can there's probably more now like i mean don't do scientology but like (laughs) yeah please don't do scientology i mean i'm open to all world religions oh i'm a mormon great you're a scientologist fuck you no like that's not that's i don't think that's a real religion that is literally (laughs) a pyramid scheme but like everything else as long as you're not hurting other people cool like just you're accepting and tolerant of other people because i'm thinking Oh, this bigotry, you hurt yourself in the process. You miss out on missing uh, good experiences. Like I get to learn more about different types of Pakistani food and Indian food. I fucking love uh, samosas and uh, biryani because the spice is just perfect because I grew up, I actually found out in 23andMe, I'm like 1.1% Indian Pakistani. Get it, my best friend is Indian. I was gonna, <laughs> she has some Indian in her. But I was just saying, like, yeah, like, listen, y'all have so much to choose from. Like, if you're interested even a little bit, think of it this way. If you believe in God and you right. feel like a little inkling, like a calling to maybe like look into Shintoism or Taoism right. or uh, voodoo, <laughs> um, <laughs> do it. Like, research it go to like if there's like a gathering of people who do it go to that like just don't don't live your life just 
putting limiting yourself if god is limitless which i believe he is then so can you he made you in his image right if you're christian and you believe that and sometimes you just want to cut out the middleman, just kind of like kind of talk with God, whether you're talking to someone or not. I think it's just good just to like get out of yourself because I'm thinking you have to believe in something um, bigger than yourself because I'm thinking what if, if you don't stand for anything, what do you fall for? Get it. Quoting Hamilton at the, at the <laughs> end of this segment. All right. Well, let's to close it out with a fun kind of question. What religion do you think has the best afterlife? The best, well, I guess Islam, because I'm thinking when you go to hell, it's only temporary, like you serve your punishment and then you go straight to heaven. Well, I think that's a pretty cool part of that religion. All right. I would say any religion that has reincarnation, but that's chiefly because I want to come back as a puppy um, (laughs) and be raised by a family, like a nice family, though. Like, don't send me back here to struggle. Okay, like, I think I did enough of that as a human being. But (laughs) I don't know how many times I would want to be reincarnated, though. Not that many. Like, I just want to experience being different things. Like, I'm a black woman now. And I think I want to be reincarnated into like, like, maybe like an Asian man at some point or something. Like, you know, just things will be be all like, I got to and remember, like, just remember parts of my life as a black woman and be like, I appreciate black women as an Asian man like just that's that's what I'm saying I just think that that would be a fun time and then be an animal at some point you know what I'm saying like or is it Van well actually I guess in Greek mythology I guess kind of cool just chill out in the app well I guess it would suck be stuck in the river sticks it would be stuck to suck to if you don't have a coin. That that afterlife kind of sucks because you have to have a coin to get across. If you're oh. poor as fuck, like a uh, chair on, it's just gonna be like, well, we gonna sit here. Like <laughs> you're not going. So I guess that's when the pennies come in handy. So I'm thinking, make sure I have like a couple of pennies in my pocket before I die. You have to. So the technical thing that they do, I think, is that they put the pieces on your eyes and Uh when they bury you and then when you're like oh look at my coin here cheer on ferry me across the river sticks to elysium preferably please and not hades (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to go to hades (laughs) or if you're jewish they don't believe in hell you just go to heaven wait but what is heaven like that is true i mean it'll probably suck because i do like bacon so, I mean, and pork products. I mean, certain parts of pork, like you can eat ham, I can eat bacon, I guess, but other pork with a lot of fat on it, I'm not big on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I'm thinking shit. But then also, what about, well, Van Hella, I guess the Nordish heavens. Yeah. Hmm. Or probably go down on a strip pole and just twerk with my demons. That's right. I, I You know what? I could, I would temporarily visit hell just to twerk with my personal demons like, and be take like, okay, that the- anxiety, right? <laughs> like, just be like, that was a fun time, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh. I have to have like hella upper arm strength to slide back up. Yeah, you'd have to climb all the way back up unless there was a stairway, like a shortcut or some shit. <laughs> like, like, oh yeah, no, there's a door right here, and you could just walk up the stairs. You didn't know that. <laughs> we suck to be stuck in purgatory so i'm just thinking you get like the second best of everything like oh can i get a coke we only have pepsi here is that okay no bro have you heard about peepsy the peep flavored 
uh pepsi oh god i can't stand peeps my mom loves them but i showed her she loves peeps but i showed her peepsy and she was like what is this nonsense this is a monstrosity (laughs) (laughs) that is her hell oh my god what would be your hell like if hell was personalized what would be yours (laughs) well i guess we'll be constantly surrounded by people giving me microaggressions (laughs) like shitty service in a restaurant um let's see i guess work being in clothes that made me look bad always being uncomfortably hot and uncomfortably cold when i sleep um and i'm just thinking well let's see what other things annoy me i'm thinking like stepping on legos when i wake up in the morning i'm just laying my personal hell all the way out there yes just being oh dry be i guess being severely inconvenienced and just being around assholes and just being uncomfortable like always being in the middle seat everywhere i go i'm thinking god damn it i'm sitting right next to a man well uh man spreader so here he is doing splits right next to me and here i am I have to like stay close that would suck ass that would i, I listen that would be hell for me too like as well because i know i would meet and be like get, get, stop <laughs> <laughs> No, my personal, you know what? My personal hell would be the Little Mermaid when she loses her voice the whole entire time. I would suck ass. Like, and I couldn't communicate like whatsoever. So like, if I just got sent to hell and they'd be like, so you have no voice. Um, everyone here is going to be hotter than you. Um, they're going to ignore you the whole entire time too. So have fun with that. And <laughs> I'll be like, no. And then personally being hate, I'm thinking, okay, you killed people, Mr. Ted Bundy, but you hate me. Right, and then, like, I guess you suck ass. How are you going to say that I'm the worst person here? Oh my God. What would be worse if someone tried to argue with me and tell me that I was terrible, but I couldn't argue back because I didn't have a voice? Oh, that would be so much and then i guess punished i guess for the sin of was dante inferno where i'll always just be blown away i guess i'm get bored i mean for the first like minute or so be fun but then after that just gonna be bored right like it's just like oh there's too much pleasure here goodbye (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh listen child yeah but i just want to be a puppy and maybe an asian man at one point I don't know why I want to be an Asian man. I want to be one of every major race except white and ethnicity. <laughs> I want to be one because I don't want to be hated like that unless like I'm white in a time where like race is irrelevant and like everybody is like, yeah, we were. that would be the only time I want to be white. Unless you're like Dr. Manhattan and just like experience time and just get reincarnated in different times. So you like time jump of like different races thinking, sweet, I'm native. What year is this? Welcome to Thanksgiving. Thinking, okay, I'm gonna get slaughtered. Yeah, I'd be like, fuck. See, like the only time, but I wouldn't even want to be white when white people were like, awesome <laughs> yeah like the awesome i wouldn't even because i would feel bad because if i remembered all of my past like being a black woman i'd be like oh i hate this i hate I mean, my- what if you're like a quaker 
and like helped in the underground world. I would do, but I would, I would probably do that. But knowing like the sixth sense of humor that I feel like God sort of has, like he would make me like the wife of some rich ass, like plantation owner. And like, I would have to sneak around really hard, like just to make sure like the, the <laughs> slaves got treated okay, but they'd still be, and I'd be like, this is terrible. I don't want y'all to be slaves, but I don't know how <laughs> I think I wouldn't mind being reincarnated to like one of the tallest tribes in the world. I think it's either in Africa or it's probably like in a European country where they have like the t- tallest. Actually, also in China as well. Because yeah. I'm thinking there's like a sect in China where people like the tallest in the world. That's where like Yao Ming is from. Yeah, I think you'll probably be reincarnated back because I think the daughter is going to be like seven feet tall. Because he is like seven six and his wife is like six five, so his daughter's gonna be a freaking giant. Wow, he's like a whole foot and some change taller than her, and she's a she's already a giant. Can you imagine? Yeah, and then they had a daughter, and she's gonna be huge. I mean, all the family's gonna play basketball because he plays basketball, she plays basketball. Get it? I can't <laughs> wait. Um, but we're gonna take a break because I need some more blood of Christ. And um we'll be back to uh do something fun. All right, guys. All right. Yay! And we're back. Hold on. Yep. Zen moment before we act like heathens. That's right, feel it. Now breathe in real deep, everyone, and breathe out. That's right. We're going to get through this. Now, like the sinners that we are, we are going to give people advice about their relationship drama, even though only one half of this podcast is in a relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a good, happy, good relationship. And I'm guessing I pulled one from our relationships from Flower Bomb 92, I'm black, she's 20, 29 female, and my white boyfriend, who's 29 male, of two years, and I have different political views and has caused a strain in our relationship. Okay. He's a great and supportive partner, but he's physically conservative, socially liberal, and I'm liberal. He's a vocal person. He expresses dissatisfaction at certain things. The liberal media spinning stories, I agree that the media is deceitful on both sides, and he does too. The corruption state of Illinois, Chicago getting worse under Democratic leadership, et cetera. I believe both sides play games with the constituents because in the end, politics is really about money, but he believes that Democrat leadership is worse at this. Okay, whatever, I don't care, Mike, that's who it's worse. Mm-hmm. He said he sees both sides of the argument, but for someone who believes that both sides have faults, he doesn't ever express dissatisfaction at the Republican side of things. You know, when your partner is reading something, you can tell if it bothers them, you know what it is. It's usually something along the lines of dissatisfaction with democratic leadership or the media. It's never about humanity or human rights. Mm-hmm. It saddens me when he chooses to express dissatisfaction at something. It's not what's going on with the George Floyd trial or the current attacks on Asian Americans or sex trafficking charges. I believe those issues are more important and affect actual lives. And I'm sure he agrees. He's not some terrible human who lacks empathy, but are all these crazy national news going on in the world? But what stressed him out is the lying media and the Democratic leadership. Today, he brought up the police killing of a young Latino kid. And he said, how is this not national news? 
I dig further because I know damn well he doesn't really care that much about the killing Latino folks. And it turns out the actual issue was that he felt it wasn't getting national recognition by the liberal media and they're hypocrites. I expressed my opinion on this multiple times, and this time he denies it has anything to do with his opinion in the media, but why is this not gaining national news when you bitch all the time about terrible liberal media? Well, I got to sit at dinner and listen to opposing views from his from him from his parents and I have to go to the world as a black woman experience various microaggressions like people think I don't live in our building because I'm black and well as microaggressions at work and society he noticed these things and what my boyfriend chooses to stress about is the liberal media mm-hmm. is this the solution to never bring up politics I know this has worked for us in the past but it makes me feel like we're sleeping our issues on the rug any other thoughts too long didn't read my boyfriend and I have very political views and it causes argument because I feel like he doesn't care about more, more issues in the world. Uh, the, 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 uh, the ain't shit uh, part of me wants to be all like, this is why you don't date white people, girl. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Date whoever you want, children. But I, I, will, I will say to her, like, no, you can't sweep your. I, we've talked about this before, Belmars and I, uh, when we were like, let's talk Joe Biden. But like um, on our let's talk Joe Biden episode. But like, I mean, politics are essentially kind of like religious views. They're essentially what make up your character. How someone believes that um, a woman's body should be governed or not, that is an essential, that shows you who that person is. How somebody takes a stance on issues lets you know where their mind is, where their thoughts is, and how they were raised, what their character is. And so what my advice to you honestly is that if you feel like this man is kind of really just stressing too much about the lies on media, which yes, like everybody knows at this point that like the media kind of, it it functions around the idea of, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say division, but more like sensationalism. Like we're right. gonna put the story on the news that's gonna get the most clicks. Again, everything, everybody is operating as if they're a business and the media is no different. And so right now, the liberal media, as you say, they're kowtowing towards liberal minded people because that is where the country is leaning at this point. So they're going to put on the news all of the Asian American attacks. They're going to put on the news Black Lives Matter. They're going to put, they're going to stress all of these things. Derek Chavon's trial, because those are the things that people are talking about. Um, And so like, if you feel like that's irrelevant, which I mean, in some like that he's like kind of just focusing on the fact that the news is like a bunch of liars and like the liberal like democratic leadership or whatever then i mean you need to kind of you need to kind of have a conversation with him and and say like okay but like what's the deal like why do you keep bringing this up over and over like why why like there are a lot of other things happening like why is this your priority because at the end of the day, like it may not even be something that's that big of a deal. Like, I mean, oh, I think that it's that big of a deal, but like the um people people choose to rally around different um 
different things that they care about. So different causes for, for some reason, he has decided that this is the thing that he's going to bitch about. So you figure out, well, why the fuck is this the thing that you've decided to bitch about? Um, when there's a lot of other things happening currently that you could be more focused on. Um, so I would just say, have a conversation with him, but like, I'm kind of of the belief that like, if y'all are not like core value wise, like you are not agreeing as far as like politics and like core beliefs are concerned, then you can't keep just ignoring that shit. It's going to keep irritating you. Like now, right now it's liberal media. Later, it's going to be something bigger. And then what are you going to do? Like, are you just going to keep ignoring it? You're not. Yeah, because I'm afraid. What if he makes like a microaggression? Like, oh, black people. But don't worry, you're one of the good ones. I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. He then you're going to want to beat his ass. And now you're going to go to jail because you didn't beat this white man's ass. I'm just like, you have to nip this in the bud now. Yeah, I'm thinking so either you probably sit down because one person mentions that probably the difference in like media that they're getting. So if you watch Fox News, Newsmax and OAN who are covering different things, thinking, oh, look at this white kid that get killed by this black man. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking when I dig into that case was going around the media with like around George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter protest because it ended up that case, the black man was actually arrested within 12 hours of that kid's killing. And it had nothing to do with race because he just uh, had a mental health episode and just killed a kid. So he's just a crazy person just went berserk, has nothing to do with race. I'm thinking, oh, well, we're not talking about the, I'm thinking, okay, is the person arrested? Is the person that committed this crime being held accountable? Mm -hmm. Probably that's why it's not making national news. Have you thought about that? Yeah. So it's here for outrage. Like just, please spark outrage. So yeah, that's so it probably could be a compatibility compatibility issue between you two. I'm thinking, sure, he's nice and sweet, but I'm just thinking not talking about politics, it's kind of pretty big. It's not, especially if you're dating, especially your romantic partner, mm-hmm. your better half, and thinking, oh, gays are probably pushing too much of their beliefs on everyone, thinking, what the hell does that mean? Right. Like. I'm not saying that it's impossible for someone who's conservative and to be with someone who's liberal, but like y'all have to at least come to like an agreement on core issues. Like you, you, that's just, that's just that at the end of the day, like y'all can disagree about petty stuff like the media, who the fuck cares? But like, if he's not out here outraged because people are committing crimes against black people and Asian people because of what's going on in the world right now, then that's an issue. Like, you know, like those are, if that's an issue for you, then that's, you know, break up with him. Where they say we're not going to give like healthcare to trans people. I'm thinking that's a major issue in Arkansas. Right. Like if he's, if he's not agreeing on major issues, then you don't need to be with his ass. same as that because you may think that you can like move past it now but like I said down the road he may all of a sudden say I'm so glad the coronavirus like that the that the the uh, like the the Asians have stopped bringing the China virus over here and then you're gonna be like well what the fuck like where did that come from yeah it's the fucking Europeans reason why that is in the U.S. 
but no one wants to talk about that thinking yes started in china but the reason why it came to the u.s because you know a lot of people travel from europe to america when trump said shut everything down a lot of people like panic and they came to america and they didn't really screen anyone exactly so blame white people (laughs) as per usual <laughs> not all white people I white know. supremacy I'm ju- i didn't say all white people i'm just saying if you knew you were one of them it's your fault that's all i'm saying <laughs> so anyway but yeah girl you gotta nip this in the bud right now you know that that's some bullshit don't play it don't, don't beat around the bush i may i'm you may love this white man that's cute but guess what he may not love you I mean, he would does like you, but I'm guessing to see, well, I probably have to see like I'm a black woman. I see things different than you. People react to me differently than you. Mm-hmm. And if I complain about, let's say a microaggression at work and thinking, oh, this person's surprised that I can do my job well, like, maybe just being overdramatic. So yeah, that I'm should thinking. not be your, be your answer ever. Because if I were to come to my partner thinking, wow, this person's surprised that I can read, I'm thinking, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, like, listen, anybody that I'm, not even romantically, like, if I go to any of my friends and I say, do you know what Karen said to me today about so-and-so? I expect them to be like, girl, when do we run up on her? Because, (laughs) I mean, even with my other friends, I'm thinking, oh my God, this white guy at work. (laughs) And I immediately go, what bullshit did he commit? What did he do? Like, I'm ready to fight, girl. When do we ride? Okay, like Paul, uh, freaking uh, Paul Revere. <laughs> so I'm thinking at this point, you probably have to nip it in the butt. Uh, a lot of people would want to say the nuclear option of get out. I'm just thinking it's two years. I'm thinking you're getting close. I'm not sure if you want kids or not. Mm-hmm. And to see these low-key maybe dog whistle politics kind of worrying to me mm-hmm. so I'm especially if you get kids involved and let's say they have melanin so yeah yeah girl that mm, you need to mm. let's move on <laughs> said all we can say uh, it's up to you now girl um wait Bell Mars can you still see my screen yeah I can still see your screen it says I'm just seeing the Posted by I Want to Be Freddy HG. Yes. So uh, we have a question about religion. Um, husband, 28 male, and I, 28 female, with like advice on approaching religion with our family. Uh, hi, guys. Husband and I are actively trying to conceive and would love advice on approaching a specific situation. Neither of us are religious at all. Cool. I grew up Catholic. Same girl. Went to Catholic school. Not same girl. And it just <laughs> wasn't for me. We don't really even, we don't really even believe in any sort of God. He grew up Protestant. My parents know my beliefs or lack of beliefs and they're cool about it. No problems there at all. His parents have no idea. (laughs) Same boy. (laughs) I would consider them highly religious. We don't lie to them. We just don't talk about it. Pause. Everybody who thinks that's not lying, that's, that's a lie actually, especially in like Christian faith, a lie by omission is still a lie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) deceitful is what they're trying to be yeah essentially like it's you it's it's viewed as you're being deceitful by keeping information from people so but back to the story um if they bring up anything about jesus we just slip slide around the conversation i like how she said that i think they know we don't attend church but they are very much the don't ask any questions they don't want the answers to kind of people 
everything has been fine there says, but we are really scared about what is going to happen when we have kids because to them we think it will mean we are damning their grandbabies to hell <laughs> we are absolutely not going to baptize our kids we will explain religion to our kids but more in an educational this is what many people believe but we don't and you are free to make your own decisions about it sort of way does anyone have any experience in these situations and have words of advice we're pretty scared they are going to be huge assholes about it and try to sneakily baptize their kids or spend every alone moment with them trying to sell Jesus to them. Too long didn't read. We are religious. Parents are. How do we handle this once we have kids? Because we really don't want our kids to be indoctrinated. Belmars, what do you think? Okay, so I'm thinking uh, probably at some point you probably have to like rip the bandaid off and probably address it with the grandbabies. I'm thinking. So I'm. Th- I probably just address and think we're not really religious. Maybe you might just be like the CEO family and just do Christmas and Easter only to probably satisfy them. But if you really don't care, I'm just thinking probably, okay, we're just going to like monitor you with our kids. Right. So the the primary problem is, is that they don't want, and I understand this, they don't want their, his parents essentially to kind of, like just indoctrinate their children into like Christianity without their consent, which is fair because it's like, these are our kids, not your kids. Like, we're not going to let you, you know, do the same thing to them. So, um, I mean, you kind of have to set boundaries and put your foot down. Right. And I know that's especially hard with parents. I can say that like from personal experience, I'm also like, really like, I haven't told my parents yet either. Um, and I'm also really afraid to tell them that, but I'm also really afraid when I have kids too, that they'll attempt to kind of do things because like, well, I'm really more afraid about them, like corporately punishing my children, honestly, than taking them to church because, um, like, I, I don't think I want to be a mom that's banks, but I, my parents are old school. So that's going to be their go-to way. So I'm kind of afraid of them doing that when I'm if I'm a, if I, if, or when I ever become a mom. Right. Right. Um, but I think, I think you just kind of have to like put, like, make it clear to them, like, Hey, you wouldn't have appreciated if your parents had, you know, done something to me that you didn't agree with. I'm sure they probably did. And you bitched them out about it. So I need you to come understand, like pretend you're in my shoes again and understand that like, if I'm giving my children to you to watch, like you want to spend time with them, I want you to spend time with them. I need you to understand that I have certain rules and certain ways that I'm raising them that I need you to respect. I need you to respect me and I want to know that I can trust you. And so I think you kind of have to, if you're afraid they're going to be assholes about it, I think that's how you kind of have to approach it. In which you say, I want to trust you, but I need you to show me that I can trust you with my kids leaving you with my kids and that you won't like just try to essentially indoctrinate them into this religion when I want them to kind of explore on their own. Right. So probably just go up to them thinking I want to set this boundary. I don't want you to talk about religion with my kids because they're my kids. I mean, you're the grandparent. I'm wondering are they like the crazy type Christians like fire and brimstone you're going to hell god sees everything you're doing top christians are kind of like the chill type of christians but have to learn the commandments and memorize half the bible mm-hmm. christians yeah so i think it really like i mean it really depends and like you may even i hate to say it but you may even have to say at one point listen if 
they come back, like this is a hard line for me. If they come back, like talking about Jesus and wanting to go to Catholic school, I'm not going to let you see them. Like I will like limit visitation or stop it altogether. If like, this is the way that you're going to treat this issue because you're essentially disrespecting me and you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're undermining my role as a parent because I told them this and you're doing this. So, and I mean, that's for, that's not even just for this. That's for anybody who has, because most people who parent go on to parent differently than their, their actual parents. Cause you know, you want your kids to be better than you were and that your parent and then your parents were. But I mean, is when you get to a certain age, like parents are kind of like, you were fine. Like your grand, like my grandchildren will be fine if they concern. It's like, no, like I want them to be better than me. Like, so that this goes for not just this kind of thing, but for anything, honestly, like you just have to put your foot down and be like, this is what's going to happen if you don't respect my decision in the discussion. Yeah. I mean, if they're curious about it, I'm thinking they also don't want to make, because I think they also mentioned they don't want them to be too worried about them being indoctrinated at a young age. I'm thinking if they're a little bit older, I'm not sure what age you probably talk about religion. I mean, if they're curious, sure. But I'm just thinking like three or four when they're very impressionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, what, and they also worry about what they have a child that's gay. And I'm thinking you don't want the grandparents thinking, oh, you're gay, you're going to hell. I'm thinking you don't want to make you think that your grandparents don't love them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm just thinking, just probably talk to your parents, come out to them and set this boundary when you have kids. Yeah, ma'am. And I mean, start now. Like you don't have kids yet. This is a great time to be like, hey, we're not religious. And we and like just casually bring it up in conversation like several times like just be like oh we we don't think we're gonna like you know say take our church to church or anything like that and like you'll see how they'll react the first time you do it right like when you're like we're not religious and we don't think we're like and if they blow up you're like okay well maybe i just need to get them used to the idea and let them know like this is what's gonna happen if you continue to act this way yeah so you won't surprise like surprise here's a baby surprise we're not christian Right. So let them know early. Mm-hmm. Let them know now. Shit, like I'm not pregnant, but I just want you to know when I have these babies, what they're not going to be doing is singing uh, My Soul is Thirsting um, in the Catholic Church. OK, my soul is thirsting for you to stay out my business. All right. That's what my soul is thirsting for. Yeah. So probably I guess as parents set the tone for the, ch- well, for your children and then let your parents know, kind of thinking, let them know that their love and acceptance, these are your grandparents, grandparents, chill on the Jesus talk, unless you want to do like Christmas and Easter, then I guess go nuts. Because mm-hmm. I'm not religious, but I love Christmas, well, Easter, because um, the only time I ever celebrated well Christmas and Easter the last time I celebrated Easter is when my sister had a crawfish boil so I'm thinking oh great didn't know it was delicious yeah but listen like may my uh, uncle rest in peace um but he he used to throw the best parties on Easter and it was like bro like lobster one night I was mad like my mom was telling me a story about how like because it's over three days so from Good Friday to Easter right right so we would get to Louisiana on Good Friday and he would have a crawfish boil and it would be delicious but he would also do lobster for the adults and I was like what kind of bullshit is this I never got lobster (laughs) 
why didn't no one offer me any lobster? But my mom told me that it's because my aunt's greedy ass family would eat them all while we were working um, to make sure the food got cooked. And I was like, that is some bullshit. You should save the lobster for the people who worked anyway. But yeah, well, what my sister Stewie does, she makes like one with like a lot of spice and then those with baby spice. Mm-hmm. And since my little brother doesn't eat seafood, he just like gets the corn and potatoes. Now, why doesn't uh what is his fake name on here? Star Dragon? <laughs> yeah, Star Dragon. Why one. doesn't Star Dragon eat a uh where is he? Bring him in here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> why don't you eat seafood? <laughs> That's fine, I guess. My dad is allergic to shellfish, so I can't really talk. Oh. Um, do you want to do one more or do you want to wrap it up? We can probably just do one more to wrap things up on our wonderful advice because we're in a charitable mood. Indeed. I mean, again, Jesus died today. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Okay. So, my wife, who's a 24 year old female, just told me that she less than a year into our marriage that she does not find me a 25 year old male physically attractive i'm lost please help i laughed at this because it's actually kind of sad i'm not gonna lie um okay so very sorry about wall of text thanks for apologizing us to us sir okay they're indian their marriage was arranged um they courted for a year and then got married six months ago that's the gist okay when they first started stalking they discussed views on marriage he told her how important it was for him to have a successful marriage and asked if she was feeling any pressure by her parents into marrying him. Um, it, because it's very couple, like uh, common in Indian culture for women to force themselves into marrying a guy that they don't like because Indian in Indian culture, like it's like women should be married by a certain age. It's still very kind of archaic as fuck. I know because I watch Indian matchmaking. I fucking love that show. Um, <laughs> But like, I'd be all like, why? Like, let's just let the kids get married when they want to get married. But I'm American as fuck. So like, yeah. So um, she assured me that she liked me and it was 100% her decision. I also told her that physical attraction was a huge deal for me. I always, as all, I always hated the ugly guy with a beautiful girl stereotype that is common in my culture. <laughs> she assured me that she found me attractive and we both exchanged I love yous after a few months of courting, got married. Yesterday, I was complimenting her and telling her how beautiful she is. And out of nowhere, she tells me that she never thought she'd end up with a guy like me. She tells me that she usually liked a certain type of guy, but fell in love with me even though I was the opposite. She tells me that my character and humor made me a hundred times more attractive. I know this was a compliment, but it made me really confused. I laughed and asked her, but you told me you found me attractive? She replied by saying she does, and then told me physical attraction is not everything about a relationship, which only made me more confused. This is exactly what I feared, the stereotypical marriage where the wife doesn't like her husband and forces herself into it. Maybe I'm overthinking this and I'm losing my mind. How do I navigate this or should I confront her about it? Um, too long, didn't read. I found out that I'm not the type of guy my life usually likes. I'm losing my mind because physical attraction is very important to me and I told her before getting married. So what do you think of that, Belmars? Well, I'm just thinking she probably misspoke because I'm thinking I never thought I'd probably end up with a guy like him. I'm thinking, okay, because I'm thinking everyone probably when you go out and find a guy you find a certain type but it just seems like she really vibe with them well I'm thinking mm-hmm. damn never thought I'll end up with a person like you I thought I'll probably end up with someone else because I remember of like um 
the comedian Gary Owen, mm-hmm. uh, his wife, she's thinking, damn, I never thought I'll end up with a white guy because she's black. Mm-hmm. And she thought just she only dated one white guy, him, and she got married to said white guy. So she's thinking, okay, it's not something I originally imagined for myself. And I do agree that physical looks isn't everything in relationship because I'm thinking, when I think of my own relationship, I'm thinking uh, personality and how our chemistry and communication style is very important to me. And I'm very attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's ugly. If anything, I'm physically attracted to them. I think she's saying the same thing. Like, damn, who would have thought I'll marry someone like you? Usually I end up with like one type of guy, but it seems like she likes you mm-hmm. and she loves you. I mean, hell, you married to a beautiful woman. She probably just, in my opinion, I think she probably just misspoke. Yeah, I would have to agree. I don't see anything in what he said that she said that told me like, oh man, like you're not attractive to me, but I like you because you're funny and like you're, you know, you make me laugh. Like, I don't think that's what she was saying. I think like you were saying, like, I think she usually only went after one type of guy and like a lot of the times with women and with men, like you think you want something and then what you end up with is totally different than what you wanted. Right. Like, and it usually ends up better for you. So I think that was her like intention. She was trying to say like, Oh, like you're a lot better than what I thought I would end up with. Like you're, you're more of what I needed rather than what maybe like I thought I wanted. Right. Right. So I think um, I think this is just kind of like an insecurity thing for him coming out. Like, I think because like she said this, like he is like his brain is going into like places that really I don't think should be. So the only advice I would give to him is like, just like tell her, like just clarify it with her. Like, oh, when you said that, like you meant, like what exactly like could you be a little clearer because like I think like you're kind of putting words in her mouth when I don't think that that's what she meant um this is like a standard miscommunication it's like a standard like fic in which the main couple miscommunicates and like they're just like one of them is like oh my god they don't like me anymore and it's just kind of like all this needs to be solved is just for y'all to have a conversation and I'm sure she'll be more like oh no 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 no, that's not what I meant right you know like yeah because I'm thinking especially personality because I know like relationship well with my relationship I mean I'm more attracted to his personality now more so Mm -hmm. than his looks and looks can come and go Exactly. So, because I know in my, I gain like weight in my relationship and I lost weight. I'm working on losing the COVID weight right now. So I'm just thinking that attraction is still there. Yeah. And like, yeah, like Belmar said, like, listen, it's about longevity. Like when y'all are 70, y'all aren't going to look like this. Your skin's not going to be as tight. Your back yeah. may be a little hunched. Them knees ain't going to be Megan the Stallion knees. They're just going to be, they wobble. They're going to knock. But can you still make her laugh until her like dentures come out? That's what matters. <laughs> Can you, are you still the same charming guy? Like that's. Yes. And that character is wonderful. I'm thinking you can be an attractive guy, but be a total douche. So I'm exactly. just thinking. And fact that he, he's 
good looking and then on top of that he has different things like oh i imagine probably myself with a tall guy but then she might be with a shorter guy and i guess not sure i'm not calling him short because i know some guys are sensitive about their height so i'm just thinking i imagine myself with like a buff dude but you're opposite why i usually date and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just different Mm -hmm. yeah so just accept the fact that you're different than what she expected but sometimes our expectations can fail us right I mean, and that's it. So just have a conversation, sir. This can all be solved by just sitting down and having a peaceful con- now. Now, don't go in there accusing her of nothing. Yeah, and I know like Iyana Van Zandt because sometimes when you say something, people hear it a different way. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, okay, I you can be selfish sometimes. And thinking some people when they hear that, they become combative. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying she can say something like, okay, you're not exactly the type I thought I would marry. He merely thinking, okay, she probably finds me ugly. Because I guess it really depends what she says and how you listen to it. So it sometimes could be a miscommunication, but it seems like she's really attracted to him. Yeah. And I think a good thing to employ, like we, we are, I've talked about this, like in psychology classes sometimes is like with good listening skills um like a good thing to do would just be kind of like to repeat back what she said and like so like for instance Belmars just said something about uh uh it seems like she really likes him and she's she's attracted to him so like a good thing to say if in a conversation would be like oh so you find me attractive and uh like you repeat back what she says and you're like but like could you maybe like expand upon that a little more like what do you mean when you say like oh um I didn't think I would end up with a person like you like you know what I'm saying like do you like could you like you just ask if you don't know just ask because what the last thing you want to do is make assumptions because assumptions makes an ass out of you and me aha (laughs) (laughs) yes assume make an ass out of um and e um and e (laughs) <laughs> but yeah this can all be solved very easily sir i i guarantee it um good luck out there yes wish you luck and congratulations on your marriage indeed yes congratulations do you know my parents have threatened to arrange a marriage for my elder brother because they <laughs> think he's hopeless <laughs> At this point, i was just like i mean i don't think he would be into that but okay yeah that would be hilarious like big head or the other one big head (laughs) the other one has a girlfriend i just i don't know if they're getting married but yeah big head they find him hopeless that poor man um all right well that's it for our religion rant um i think the moral of the story here here is that um you know like just explore yeah, Kids. be open to religion. Mm-hmm. Be open to your different interpretations of your religion. Because even though there's a lot of things that piss me off about Christians and some parts of Christianity, there's a lot of interesting stories in the book and the Bible and kind of universal le- uh, lessons you can learn from that as well. Yeah, and I we probably should close off with some because we really trashed Christianity. Um, I will say this to close: like I, I, I think that there are a lot of christian communities because really it is essentially a community that is it is great for a lot of people like you can find camaraderie camaraderie i can talk marriage is 
<laughs> there's a lot of christian communities in which you can find amazing camaraderie you can explore like different facets of yourself you are afforded opportunities that you would i i can say with certainty that like not everything was bad about catholicism a lot of the opportunities that i have now like that i got to start was because i was in that community and so i won't sit up here and say that it wasn't filled with like amazing people um so like i think the the point of it is like you shouldn't let bad apples deter you if you really do feel like this is your place then find that place. like if the church that you're in is not really like you know being totally accepting child find another church you'll find your tribe like somewhere like mosque church whatever it is like you will find the group of people that are your community and once you find that like you'll be able to accomplish like so many things I guarantee you but yeah, yeah. I feel like and church this requires three people oh yeah no but three you, people you. there you go three people <laughs> so and I guess to also end on a positive note I guess I, a lot of things about my childhood growing up I did do vacation bible school and mm-hmm. kind of like the joy being past the greens grandbaby and just running around and and a lot of pleasant memories and also when my grandfather passed away like people of his eerie congregation because he preached off Texas and Pennsylvania they come up to like oh you're pastor green's grand they recognize me whereas like even some distant members of my family didn't recognize me but they recognized me right away and they were just really kind and wonderful so that warmth and you know kind of getting embraced by a nice black church lady with her big giant hats it's uh experience and so I'm thinking that warmth and kindness can probably pass down to future generations and I'm thinking if you want to leave a church that's also fine because a lot of people leave different faiths and find another like Muhammad Ali who has a different faith or if you want to go agnostic atheist like a lot of people the Harlem Renaissance or like agnostic atheist so I thought it create good art and I guess nothing about Christianity is the beautiful artwork yeah like in the mosque as well and like if you go in Iran there's like different like patterns it's just gorgeous yeah i mean there's so much out there to experience and i think people just need to uh to experience it like live it but if you are in a community and you feel that it's a fit for you then like or it could be a fit for you then make your place make your space because like belmar said there's nothing better than an old black church lady with a giant hat and her love and she's gonna be your church auntie and it's gonna be amazing okay so like (laughs) get you one get you one <laughs> yeah and it was nice kind of like i was halfway drunk after his funeral and i just had to bribe drive this priest back and he just talked about good things about meeting with my grandfather when he went to applebee's it was interesting i didn't want to tell him i was drinking <laughs> but going looking back it probably was unsafe going 70 miles an hour in a country road in East Texas. Belmars, I'm not a priest. You don't have to confess <laughs> your sins to me, girl. Like, that's not what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't that type of priest, but he just, you know, he wished me well as I drove him to his hotel and thinking, I wish you the best of luck and everything. So I'm thinking, that's nice. That grace Christian hospitality that not everyone gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just be more like, be kind. Like, just... Yes 
the, y'all want to be good Christians so bad. So please just actually be good people. That's really what it boils down to. Like y'all tote good Christian Christianity. Just be good people and you'll, you'll automatically be a good Christian. Yes. And expose yourself to different faiths as well. Cause I think you can learn a lot about the Muslim faith and the Judaism faith and different pagan faiths. Cause I'm thinking Satanists are actually really not that bad people. Yeah, they're nice. Like their commandments are also really great. Like, <laughs> and they're against pedophilia, which is uh, also nice. Yeah, listen, y'all can't talk shit about Satanists because at least they're not going around here going, yeah, like we let our priests just do like rape children. Like, <laughs> okay, like, thank you. Um, thanks, Satanists. We appreciate yeah. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that will be it for us make sure to follow us on social medias yes you can follow me on my instagram lady underground uh lady under bar blurred b-l-e-r-d 94 on instagram or belinda uh underscore mars 2545 on snapchat i really don't post much in snapchat but if you want to glimpse into my life sure um i on twitter that says pool of darkness i am at nikki alley muse i think i'm also at nikki alley muse on instagram i post mostly post memes and like like tag belmars in them (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah um that's gonna be it for us stay safe um have a great time with your family if anybody's meeting with their family uh for easter weekend um yeah and eat a lot because that's what easter is for (laughs) so please stay safe if you can get vaccinated please get vaccinated continue wearing your mask because i definitely want the shit to be over (laughs) yeah that's right like listen we were joking on the break about grandbabies asking us how COVID 19 was like and we're like like we were like it was a year of darkness like (laughs) (laughs) oh so yeah guys stay safe wash your hands wear your mask get vaccinated i'm getting vaccinated on easter sunday yay partially vaccinated I'm already partially vaccinated. I got halfway microchip by Moderna. Get it. And now they'll be able to read our thoughts. <laughs> anyway, on that note, bye. bye. <laughs>